A recent study found that roadside trash usually remains in the environment for years. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey spoke with an environmental scientist about ways to reduce the problem. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Andrew Gray is an assistant professor of watershed hydrology at the University of California, Riverside, and he was the lead author of the study. Professor Gray, your study was examining where the roadside litter we all see constantly originated. What were the big headlines from your findings? I think the biggest headlines were the fact that the litter we were finding originated very close to where we found it on the roadsides. And so that highlights the fact that at least in these cases, in these urban settings, litter was really more of a local problem than a long-range transport issue. Tell us a bit about how you conducted this study and especially how you were able to determine where a piece of trash originated. This study was really conceived of and headed up by one of my graduate students. And he came up with this innovative idea to really involve undergraduates in our research, kind of more like semi-autonomous citizen scientists. They're trained in our survey methodologies, and then they selected their own survey blocks, many of them close to where they lived, and then conducted these surveys on a regular basis, multiple times per week for a month or so. All of our collaborators were using a cell phone app that allowed them to take photos of every individual piece of litter they were collecting during their surveys, which would also geolocate and timestamp each piece of litter that was collected. Some of those pieces of litter included receipts, and those receipts had timestamps as well as locations where they were produced. And so we were able to use those receipts as our means of determining average litter transport distance and time since production. Professor, would it be a correct assumption that the most common items on the side of the road are related to fast food? That's certainly one of the most prevalent things that we've been finding. I should point out one of the really big findings here is also that when we focus on the composition of the litter, in terms of the materials that it's made out of, plastic dominates. And this is something that's being found all over the earth in many, many different systems at this point. And it's, of course, related to our use of plastics for so many items, particularly so many disposable items and packaging items. And so when we shift towards thinking about the most prevalent items in terms of use or use cases, food packaging, packaging associated with fast food and other kinds of takeout foods are very prevalent, as are items that are associated with tobacco. So tobacco wrappers and also cigarette filters and things like that are also very, very prevalent. Why is plastic a greater concern than other forms of litter? One of the main concerns with plastic is that it breaks down very slowly in the environment relative to many other forms of human-produced litter, you know, like paper or many other things break down relatively quickly on the matter of, you know, months to years. And many of the plastic items that we're introducing to the environment take, in some cases, thousands or even many more years to break down. And so we're essentially introducing things that are existing in the environment sort of in perpetuity relative to the span of human experience. Another issue with introducing plastics to the environment is that these larger pieces of plastic break down into smaller pieces and eventually become what we call microplastics. So plastic pieces that are less than five millimeters and down to, say, maybe a micron in size. And there's increasing concern, especially as we get down to those smaller microplastics, that there can be issues for human health and also for the health of organisms in the environment. What were you hoping to accomplish with this study in terms of potential changes that could fight this problem? I think one of the great roles that scientists can play when it comes to these issues of pollution is to, one, describe the problem, but also provide information on some of the processes involved that contribute to these problems. 
in ways that can potentially inform the management of these issues. So some of the things that we're finding and a lot of other people are finding in their trash surveys are information about the manufacturers that are ultimately producing these materials. And so that information can be used to go back and start focusing potentially on the production of these materials, not just on human behavior. That's one thing I think our study can help to inform. Another is just management at the local scale. So the more information that we have on where litter is originating from and then the transport processes involved and litter once it enters the environment, those things can also potentially inform people that are managing things on the local scale as well. So litter in the environment is a problem we've been dealing with for a long time, but the composition of that litter has changed dramatically over the last 70 years. And plastic in the environment is a pollution issue that we're going to have to deal with for many years to come. And it's really going to involve a wide range of approaches to tackle that issue. Andrew Gray, Assistant Professor of Watershed Hydrology at the University of California, Riverside. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.